So now I have the pleasure of chatting to Charles, Pastor Charles. I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce his surname. It's a big Afrikaans <laughs> word. I can't handle it. But of course, I'll give him the opportunity to introduce himself. But yeah, we have, it is Youth Day and, uh, you know, going all out and starting off um, the Youth youth Day in the, in the proper way. I think just by having one of our amazing pastors just to share with us. But uh, Charles, good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Friends. Good morning, Rachel, and good morning to all the CCFM listeners. I hope that you are up and ready to enjoy a fantastic youth day today. Awesome to be with you. Awesome. And then, of course, uh, I know that, uh, well, I know you're my Shaw, but Pastor Shaw is one of the youth pastors at our church, but you're also a uh, teacher as well, am I right? So just a little bit of a, a little bit of an interest to who Shaw is. Hi. So, yeah, so I've got a bit of different... Uh, few hats that I carry. One of them is the youth pastor at the Lighthouse um, in Parham. And I'm also a high school teacher at Milton High, where I teach um, EMS and uh, natural sciences. Can you believe it? So that is my field. I also enjoy a bit of sport as well, where I'm doing uh, rugby. I commentate also um, on club rugby for, for one of the uh, live stream media productions. So I've got quite a few things to do, but I that's like what I enjoy doing and what um, uh, brings me a lot of joy. So, yeah, that's me in a nutshell. That's sweet. And um, yeah. so, of course, uh, it's Youth Day and doing something a little bit different this morning on BWF. Well, our old country celebrates um, June 16th and will not celebrate, more commemorate what has happened. But, I mean, yeah. now where we stand, it's 2021. And, yes, the youth still faces challenges in a different perspective, I would say. Uh, but we still, the challenges are real. It is still there. So uh, I thought, you know, no better way but to get past the I'll bring him on board and just have you encourage our youth this morning. So floor is yours. Thank you, Rachel. I really appreciate it. I think I've been invited to so many spaces and places over this last uh, few months. And, you know, I think our, our youth is really under a cloud of a lot of challenges, especially after the COVID-19 uh, uh, pandemic started last year in March. And um, obviously it's made a huge impact on a lot of people, but especially our young people. And we don't normally take time to listen to them because we always assume that it is going well with them. They're young, they don't have a lot of stress, a lot of worries. But uh, this pandemic has actually presented quite unique challenges to them. And, uh, you know, just listening to all these stories, you know, the heightened anxiety, the depression and all these challenging things that they're going through. Um, I really believe that God wants them to master this difficult part in their journey, especially now with exams coming up and all these different challenges that comes with um, it being the middle of the year. So having said all of that, I, if I can maybe title this morning's encouragement to you, mm -hmm. um, it is titled the following, Mastering the Middle Part of Your Journey. You know, many of you have been participating in things in, in a lot of different sports, especially athletics. And um, when you're normally presented with a long distance race, there's a lot of focus being put on the starting point and the finish point. And in general, in real life, a lot of emphasis and a lot of resources are, are put in place to, you know, to start strong, to finish strong. But there's not a lot of people that encourages you or enables you to master the middle part of your race. And a lot of athletes or people would know that if you master that middle part, that will play a huge role in you being successful in your race. 
And this is pretty much what I want to encourage you uh, this morning. You know, we are now in the sixth month of the year. We're in the middle part of the year. And a lot of people were quite enthusiastic. They were quite excited. You know, they had a lot of things that they put in place. And they really wanted to make this year their year, especially after 2020. And for many of us, the year didn't pan out as what we thought it would be by this time. And, you know, the reason for this sometimes is that we, you know, we slip back or we start off strong, but we slip back in familiar patterns again that brings us back to this place of, you know, where things go stale or where things are uh, a, bit, a bit flat. And I really believe God is not so much concerned to, you know, change a lot of people's circumstances. I believe God really wants to change you this morning because if he can change you, your circumstances will follow. And when I was thinking this morning specifically about the young people, about what I can encourage them, because normally if I ask them a lot of things about, you know, what your plans or what is your goals, there's, also, there's always excuses coming up, but, you know, pastor, you know, money and, uh, you know, my parents and uh, all kinds of different challenges. But I really believe that God has placed in each and every one of us something unique, something valuable that can really change not only us, but the people that is as he entrusted to us and the people that he has surrounded us with. And, you know, I was reminded about the story about a man who was in a disabled state for 38 years. It's a very, very familiar story in John 5, where Jesus took a bit of a detour from his festival, of the festival that he needed to be in. And uh, he went to a place that was called Bethesda. And there he found a man who was at this particular while for 38 years, he was disabled. And he was around other people that was blind, that was lame, and that had similar challenges that he had. And later on, being surrounded by similar types of people with similar challenges, no role models for people that want to aspire to become better, he has got into a mode of actually just getting used to his circumstances. And in the process, all hope was gone. And by the grace of God, Jesus made a detour and came into his space because our Father loves us so much. He wants to pursue us even if we are in our lowest of low and when we are you know in the darkest most challenging spaces that we find ourselves in and here jesus came to this man and he asked him a very particular question he asked him this question he asked him do you want to get well and the man's response was quite pitiful excuse ridden and i think it was so unnecessary to the point where i think jesus actually just wanted to say either yes or no and just for a lot of young people that may be just a side little piece of advice, if somebody ever offers you an opportunity, just say yes or no. Don't explain to them all kinds of things, you know, where you come from. I don't have a car. Just say yes or no. You know, um, I think Richard Branson, that is one of the, I think the virgin, um, uh, what's it, uh, owners, he said, you know, if someone presents an opportunity to you, say yes, because you can always learn later what to do. And in the process, you can really do so much great things by just believing in yourself and pursuing this opportunity. Let's get back to the scripture. So Jesus asked him, do you want to get well? And his response was the following. He said, you know, sir, I have no one to help me into this pool when the water is stirred. 
And while I'm trying to get in, someone always goes ahead of me. You know, his response was formed by his experience. And so many of us, we, we, we desire a different outcome or a different reality, but we do the same thing year in and year out. We want to become a better sportsman, but we're never on the training ground. We are always making excuses. It's either too cold or it's too early. Or we want to get better marks, but we study the same way or we don't do the extra that will enable us to become better. And so Jesus' response was quite different to this man's response because Jesus was filled by a different source. And that's the question I also want to pose to you this morning. What have you been filling yourself with your time? Because your response will be formed by what you are filled with. If you are constantly filling yourself up with negativity or anxious uh, 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 friends who always brings anxiety or depression or negativity, it's going to form your response when you get shaken. And all of us, if you're a believer or a non-believer, we all will get shaken. And if we get shaken, we will make a response based on what we are filled with. Now, Jesus, after he was confronted with this man's response, in verse 8, the next verse after this man's response, Jesus said, get up, pick up your mat, and walk. Jesus was operating by a whole different authority because where he was, where he was positioned, he was positioned from a place of life, a place of wisdom, a place that was filled with the glory of God where there was an expectation that anything is possible, that the best is yet to come for you no matter if you have been in the darkness for a number of years. And this is what I believe the Lord is saying to you this morning. He's saying, get up from your darkness, get up from your mess, get up from your depression, get up from your anxiety, get up from your stress and come up to a whole new standard and come to the light where I am. Because the light is going to expose certain behaviors and certain attitudes and certain habits that has been keeping you disabled for so many years. And that's what I believe what God wants to do. God does not want to just change your circumstances. He wants to change you. Because if you are healthy in your spirit, it will spill over into your soul where your emotions are, and it will automatically spill into your body, over to your body. And this is what I believe God wants us to bring us into. He wants us to, to have a response that is faithful, that is filled with his presence, filled with his glory. So when we get shaken, we will speak a word that will not just bring life to us, but it will bring life to our circumstances. You know, I really believe God wants us to come back to a place where we prioritize him. You know, I ask many young people, what is the first thing that you do in the morning? I say, well, pastor, I normally check my socials. I check how many likes I got lost. Uh, night from posting, uh, you know, I'm checking and filling myself constantly with things that don't produce life. And hear me what I'm saying. I'm not saying Facebook is wrong or Instagram is wrong or TikTok and all these things are wrong because we are indeed using different social platforms to connect, which is a beautiful tool. But what I'm saying is don't let these things fill you more than what the Father wants to do. The Father wants to fill you with his Holy Spirit because the word says even in um, the book of Corinthians that the Holy Spirit searches the deep secrets hidden in the spirit of God. 
And those deep secrets that is hidden in the spirit of God, he wants to reveal to you and I so that we can bring solutions to people who desperately needs it. And this is my plea to you as a young, younger generation. You know, a lot of people always say, there's a generation that is coming, you know, there's a younger generation that is coming to change and they're going to speak a word of life. I really believe that the time for that generation is now. Because the word of God says, today is the day of salvation. Today is the day I will build my church. Today, I want to restore to you your rightful place in my kingdom. I want to really encourage you this morning. Let the time for excuses be gone. If you want to change something about your life, today is the best day to do it. Not Monday, not after I've had a good night out. Today is a good day to change your life for the better and to make something meaningful of your life. I really believe it. You might have not started strong and you think you're in, you're, 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 the end of the year is going to look quite doomy and gloomy. I declare that you're the best part of your year is still ahead of you and you will not die or you will not stop short before where God wants to take you to and what he wants to manifest in and through you in this year in 2021. It's the month of June, which signifies the middle part of our year. And I believe he's busy bringing you into a place where he will equip you and he will enable you by his grace to fulfill his call for your life and to finish this race stop. I want to finish with this, Rachel. And normally our opportunity, our greatest opportunities won't always seem obvious to the eye. And one of the things about this particular scripture that really caught my eye was the Bible says in verse two and three, now a place called Bethesda was surrounded by five covered colonnades. Now in this place, a lot of disabled people and blind people and all kinds of people with dysfunctions was laying. So Bethesda symbolized a place. But the word says in verse two and three, it was surrounded by five covered colonnades. Now, this was a revelation that the Lord brought to me while I was running at five o'clock morning. Five represents the number. Five represents grace. Grace. Mm. And the place, Bethesda, that might be your place as well, where you are finding yourself in that middle part, that difficult part, the word of God says the five covered colonnades surrounded the place mm. of Bethesda. And this is what I want to tell you this morning. That place where you might have been disabled, that difficult place that has been your middle, I want to tell you this morning, you are not alone, even though you feel you might be. The word of God says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I will make a detour to come and visit you at your place of Bethesda. And what I'm saying to you this morning, I am surrounding you with my grace that will enable you to come up out of the darkness, come up out of that disabled state and I want you to leap into your new into your new state I want you to leap into your new joy I want you to leap into your new peace so that you can become everything that I've called you to be I believe the best part of our year is still ahead of us but we need to get up mm. position ourselves and say yes to his promises say yes to his word and choose every day intentionally to fill ourselves with his word so that we can be a radiance of his glory in our in the earth, but in our context and our situation. May God bless you as you 
as a youth will set a new standard for him in your school, in your family, in your friend circle in this latter part of the year. We will finish strong. But before we finish strong, we will need to master this middle part, which is going to be the most challenging part. But we will overcome and not survive. We will thrive in the design that God has for us. May God bless you and have an awesome, awesome youth day. Wow. Thank you so much, Pastor Charles. It really is a blessing. And it's so important what you're saying, you know, like you said, a lot of times we get, we're given the question, we're given opportunity and we either say yes, no, or we come up with maybe. And I think that is the part that really gets us. We get stuck into a maybe space where instead of saying, yes, trust my father and I'm going to do what he has told me to do, what he's called me to do, or turn my back and say, this is where I'm going to, like like you said, sit at the pool, you know, don't, you know, this is where I'm stuck at. But we end up with this place of maybe, and we just waste our time, we waste, we waste the purpose that God has given us. You know, God has given each and every one of us a purpose. But I think being stuck in a place of maybe is a spot where you're kind of just wasting away completely. And uh, yeah. That place of maybe is a, it's a good place to trust him again. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. I love that. And I think that the word that you shared was so important this morning. As we, as as we have our next generation right now, where we're standing, twenty twenty one. I mean, we've faced so many of our own challenges as well. But where we are right now, trust God again and continue with what He has given you. Thank you so much for sharing this morning. Really Thank you, Rachel. Before you go, is there, um, what, I would love to know, I mean, so, so, what's, uh, so what's the plans like for Youth Day? It's chill, is it chill vibes on your side? What do teachers do on a Youth Day? <laughs> I wish teachers could say that they could relax or even pastors could relax. Yeah. But it's normally you either do admin or you just spend time with people that you um, really value. You know, Youth Day normally symbolizes a place, like you said, where we remember the heroes of... Mm. Um, our yesterdays but for me particularly youth day is a day where i remember all my youth heroes which was my youth pastors my youth leaders the the, the mentors who made an impact mm. in my life and always like to give them a call and just to affirm them and thank them for the investment that they made in my life to be the person that i am today so that for me is youth day celebrating those pastors who came to fetch me on a wednesday night late mm. night and dropped me and you know that didn't, um, you know, doubt or hinder to come and give me a helping hand. I yes. want to use, honor them and, and affirm them for the investment that they made in my life. That's what youth day also means. Amazing. Thank you so much for taking the time out for connecting with us here on VWF this morning. We really, really appreciate it. And we pray that you'll have an amazing day and looking forward to having you again on breakfast. Thank you, Rachel. It was awesome to be here with you and keep on doing the awesome work that you and your radio station is doing in Cape Town and in South Africa. God bless you, guys.